0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. Best lawn ever guaranteed contact lawn doctor of rhode island today now you can call them 401-392-1025 get a quick easy quote the best thing to do lawn doctor of rhode island they have a great website it's easy lawn doctor dot com lawn doctor dot com then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall Lawn Doctor online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show folks. It's AM 1380 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Depetro.com. It is Thursday. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Make it a great day. They're open right now. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where they have the most delicious calzones. They also have fantastic absolutely delicious trump 2024 chocolate donuts they have the let's go brandon cupcakes but they have pies they have wimpy skimpy spinach pies ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence why not try the steak and cheese calzone or the buffalo chicken calzone or the pepperoni and cheese calzone 170 royal little drive right off of silver spring street next to AAA. put it into your into your gps and you'll bring right there plenty of easy free safe parking ron's pastry gourmet well folks the uh, debate obviously continues i am um, regarding the situation i i want to be very clear i i mean i the situation of how you can obtain weapons in a state like texas in rhode island is is night and day i also think there's all this talk about school safety but i i think this is more you know a school is a safe target a, a soft target excuse me um i just think he he the gunman in texas he did go to a school and tragically killed 19 fourth graders um you know 10 years old those of you that are well it's just such a great age it's just so horrible and two teachers by the way but there was a lot of mass confusion but just make no mistake about it now he could have gone to a mall he could have gone to a grocery store much like the shooter in buffalo I believe, you know, and we're learning more about the fact that in the state of Texas, you you can't purchase a handgun until you're 21 years old. But this 18-year-old, twisted youth that we're learning more about, he was able to on his 18th birthday, when you have a completely clean record, go in. He, He hasn't even had time to commit a crime or done something that would make him ineligible to have a handgun or purchase any type of weapon um but he was able to go in and and there's also a difference between hunting is hunting is is huge in the south and and but there's just such a distinction between something you would use to go hunting whether it's you know rabbit or or deer or a fox or whatever it may be a lot of times there's uh they go hunting uh for for geese and birds and all different types of things but there's a a huge difference between that and in fact the type of weapon that he used so i i don't i don't this whole business of banning these guns um i think that's a high hill i understand why there's a lot of opposition but there are some states and it's different in different in certain states for instance in rhode island um you you can purchase um a rifle at, at at age 18 there are some states that that don't allow it there's some states that have that 21 and the, the governor of new york is saying at the very least uh before we do anything why don't we raise the age to 21 i think it also they they need to distinguish uh the difference between the types of of weapons for instance and, and again you wouldn't go hunting with uh, a weapon like this so only six states california florida florida by the way florida now hawaii illinois vermont washington require buyers to be at least 21 instead of 18 to purchase rifles or shotguns so i think it's interesting in florida because in florida anyone spending time there that they are obviously uh pretty loose regarding their you know guns and and who can can have one but in in florida you have to be 21 to to purchase a uh, a rifle or a shotgun now i also want to make mention there's some some good pieces out it's always seemingly young men young men wall street journal young men guns and guardrails that a teenager could look at a nine-year-old aim a gun pull the trigger signals some larger social cultural breakdowns you know it, it's right now everyone's demanding that everyone somebody you know do something and do something right away but i i think it's a fair argument that I, i'm not going to say that video games um cause this but i think you could certainly make the argument that they contribute to it there's there was a good term i saw in the wall street journal it's that all of these shooters have the same kind of pattern they they fall into social isolation and their reality starts to become the video games i know someone will say you have those types of video games grand theft auto or call of duty or something else you you have those in other countries you don't know, have those shootings but but when you have when an 18 year old and i want to come back to this shooter he should in my in my opinion he should not have been allowed to get that weapon um and like in texas he couldn't go into the store and buy a handgun but he could purchase this gun so i i'm not i'm i'm against this talk about bans people don't like bans there's no reason to but there is a difference between the age of 18 and 21 maturity level circumstances can change people can, can go one way or the other i believe that they should have to prove themselves so to speak um between the ages of 18 to 21 to show that they are responsible and are ready for that type of responsibility i also wonder but look at it right now he walked in there 18 years old on his birthday of course he has a clean record the the point of waiting till someone is 21 is they may commit a crime or their life may either go more off track and then then when they turn 21 they're unable to or they may get mental health and turn their life around but you can't rent a car unless you're 25 uh, people talk about the constitution you 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 can't you know alcohol is 21 so those types for, for someone 18 years old who's troubled to have the ability to go in and purchase that type of weapon that has to change and if someone says well, they'll just wait to the 21 well they they may commit crimes they may be committed to a mental hospital they may various things could happen that when they turn 21 that either a they don't have a desire to purchase the weapon uh, b they've committed crimes and done things that they no longer are able to get that weapon you think when they're 18 they have a completely clean slate um I'm, i'm not saying it's the perfect solution i'm not saying it's a perfect solution but when you have back-to-back now, these shooters, the shooter in, in Buffalo, he could have gone to a school. He could have gone to a school of young children of color. Instead, he went to a grocery store. To me, the shooter in Texas, this is not about—it shouldn't be about school safety. It's really about he could have gone to a mall. Once they walk out, it to me, it started the moment he walked out of that store and he was able to legally purchase that weapon— boom the clock was ticking now people say if they want to do it they're going to do it anyway you, you're not you know running a car and killing the 19 how do, how would you kill those 21 someone posted on facebook the next thing you know they're going to start banning bombs well you, you actually you can't buy a bomb so i don't know what they, they're talking about I, i'm not saying it can all be prevented but there's a pattern that the angry young males there's a lot of rage there's a lot of confusion there's social isolation and you you can't ignore the the parkland shooter was was 19 years old the uh sandy hook shooter was 20 and then you know this the buffalo shooter and the texas shooter both 18 years old as soon as they turn 18 it's like revenge day they're gonna get their revenge on whatever both you know they're all outcasts seen as odd and then this is their way to kind of strike back so i i am arguing no i don't think there's any appetite to start confiscating weapons and i i think it to me it becomes back to that particular person this 18 year old take a look at the photo read about him there's something wrong if he can go in on his 18th birthday and legally legally purchase a weapon we, we after nine eleven we made changes at the airport of who can board an airplane um and, at one point the drinking age was 18 and then they raised it to 21 it's those three years of maturity that can make a big difference and no one's gonna convince me differently there is there's a, a, a level circumstances change individuals change um you can't say there's no difference between an 18 year old and a 21 year old there is there absolutely is in their habits and again may, maybe it's just a matter of then they would uh, they would do something that would prevent them from being able to obtain a weapon. All right, we're obviously going to talk about it much more ahead on the John DePietro Show. RE Coogan and Heating, folks, call them today at 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, RE Coogan and Heating, for plumbing, heating, and cooling listing. As we're transitioning right now from spring into summer, you want to make sure your cooling unit— it's going to serve you and your family your employees well this summer re coogan and heating as kook says we're helpful trustworthy reliable explore our services let us into your home don't fix it alone whether it be for plumbing maybe a hot water tank call re coogan heating today 401-732-6562 401-732-6562 hot water tanks and especially let's make sure Your cooling units are ready for what's going to be a hot summer. Look for them online, RECooganHeating.com, and also on Facebook, RECooganHeating, 401-732-6562. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depietro.com. Left-hand side, on the upper left, just click Listen Live, and boom! you can uh, listen in crystal clear student in uh stereo and then also while you're on the website under the it says it's like call a dashboard it's the top where everything's listed you just go into radio show if you ever miss any segment it's all there and it's posted in library fashion it's time for our legal segment join me he is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys it is our friend uh, attorney Tim Dodd our legal expert and uh Tim I'd like to start off um you know, obviously, because of the tragedy that happened in Texas, and there's uh, rightfully so, I mean, uh, a discussion regarding gun laws. I think one of the first things to point out, because then you're seeing a lot of whiplash reaction, you know, Rhode Island saying we need to ban this stuff. Uh, I I first just want to establish that different states have different gun laws, in, and especially the gun laws in Rhode Island are far different than, than they are in, in a Texas, where this – shooter who is is dead but he apparently right on his 18th birthday walked into a gun shop and purchased an ar-15
1: yes and apparently that's been the law that anyone over 18 can uh, purchase a uh, rifle or a long gun so-called and that law has been on the books for 60 years um largely without incident um You know, we see these situations, John, over and over. We saw uh, Sandy Hook. We saw Parkland. We're seeing this situation, um, typically the product of a apparently mentally or emotionally disturbed, very young person. This guy was 18 I think Parkland might have been nineteen. I think yeah. Sandy Hook was twenty. They're all young.
0: Yeah. They're all
1: they're all loners. They're all screwed up. They've all got messed up families. I mean, uh, I think Sandy Hook shot his mother before he yeah. went to the school. This guy shot, his, shot grandmother. his grandmother. So, I mean, I don't know what type of laws the. Um, the gun opponents, let's call them, would propose that would in any way stop these horrible things from happening. Um, You know, you've got a person who is largely not on the radar screen, who is largely not susceptible to one of these red flag complaints because they have not been exposed to law enforcement. Um, And many times the family's not about to come out and say, um to the police hey i think my kid is um about to engage in some violence i think you should come take his guns from him right um should that happen perhaps is it realistic to think it will not really um so i'm not sure what type of legislation can stop these things from happening Um, I think that the Second Amendment is a right worth protecting. I think if you owned a weapon or if I owned a weapon, you know, we should have the right to do so. And when the president uh, comes out making a political statement, which is just way off the mark, both in tone and sentiment and in injecting an extreme political view, when Beto O'Rourke interrupts a news conference to grandstand, he must've gone to the mayor of Lawrence, a school of trying to interrupt, you know, what a governor is doing. Um, the politici- politicization of, of these events is nauseating because, you know, politicians will use situations to make their political points and to try to curry favor with voters for their point of view. But, in terms of what can be done to legislate this away or make things safer, I mean, sure, it's easy. Let's ban all guns. Well, that's not going to happen and it's not realistic. It's just not going to happen. So those folks who are saying, you know, this has to stop, we've got to do something. Okay. What laws would you propose and how much money are you willing to spend to try to um, tighten up the system? Adding security, adding resource officers, adding cops, um, adding barriers of protection, layers that you've got to get through, so to speak, to get to the school. All those things are great. They all cost money. Uh, Some school districts could afford to do all of those things, and some school districts could afford to do none of those things. We're still getting information, and it's changing by the day by the hour as far as what happened in texas but the thing i just find curious and you know while everyone's talking about we've got to outlaw guns and you know talking about the human tragedy and it's an unspeakable human tragedy this guy the shooter shoots his grandmother gets in a car crashes the car he's got an ak i think and a pistol he encounters the resource officer.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing more is said. It says he encounters the uh, resource officer and then he gains access to the school. Well, was there a fight? Did he shoot the resource officer? Did the resource officer run away? Why don't we know? And all the things that are going on, I mean, is it the same type of resource officer that ran away during the Parkland shooting? I mean, who do we have on our hands here? Apparently there was an individual on the payroll in place to serve the function of resource officer, confronts this guy and he gains access to the school anyways Mm. without any explanation as to what happened in that confrontation. To me, that's just a very disturbing element because it sounds like this school district was doing or this actual elementary school was doing all the right things. So if they're doing all the right things and a motivated shooter can still breach the perimeter, so to speak, and gain Mm. access to the school, I'm not really sure what can be done on the legal side, on the legislative side, that could change any of this. I mean, you can talk...
0: Just just to interject on the legal side, this is not... You know, as you and I have discussed many times, that there's, there's lawsuits after this, and and people legally, and they but try to look for some kind of loophole or somebody dropped the ball in. In this, there was a perimeter. He crashed the perimeter. They had a school resource officer. I think he exchanged gunfire with them. I think not only one but two of them. And then it was a border patrol that actually uh, took him out. Um, but just so far, at, at first blush, I. I You know, and as you and I have talked over, they they certainly have made anyone that, and I don't expect everyone, but if you've been to a school just in the past year or two years, I mean, and I mean like arriving at a school during the day, there's, the doors are locked, uh, there's security, a lot of times there's an intercom system, there's a bulletproof glass that I think was instituted now since uh, Sandy Hook in in Newtown, Connecticut, and so it's not as if schools haven't made adjustments this he he would manage to penetrate and get his way in so i'm not convinced that the 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 school i mean unless you see something that they are somewhat vulnerable here that someone's going to say you weren't doing enough to protect my child as terrible as this is well
1: you know this is not the forum or the discussion for for like public excuse me societal ills but you know, there's so many uh, progressive, if you will, policies which have undermined. Sure. Authority undermined. You know, right. re- religious principles undermined yep. the family unit. Underlined respect for authority. Um, people think they can do whatever they want. There's no consequences. There's a lot of people who are mentally unstable. Out, out and about who can say if the court says you should be committed for an evaluation, they can say, no, I don't want to go, or they can check yeah. themselves out. Um, the liberalization of society, if you will, in some part, in my opinion, anyways, has led to, um, a lessening of respect for law enforcement, for families, for relatives, for, um, You know, doing these types of things that, you know, in many people's views, you know, life is cheap and people play video games and then when they go shoot somebody, they don't have much feeling about it. It's just an odd spiraling down that this culture seems to be engaged in. And these Mm -hmm. shooters tend to be like the worst byproduct of policies and attitudes that... Can, nothing like this happened 50 years ago.
0: No. And, and Tim Dodd, let me ask you this. And again, folks, this is with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. You know, if, if someone wants to go and rent a car, you, you have to be 25 years old. If you want to uh, buy alcohol, you have to be 21. I'm, I'm not sure about cigarettes, if it's 18 or, or 21. Obviously, you can vote at 18. But I found it interesting that I believe... And I'm, I'm not positive, but one of our listeners said in Texas, you can buy a handgun in each. um, you, you have to be 21 to get a handgun in Texas. That's right. But you can get a rifle when you're 18. Now, just what does seem odd to me. And again, I, I'm, I've been listening to talking heads for the past 24 hours. But it, it does seem, you know, we, we look at this Buffalo 18-year-old kid. Grant, the father had given him a gun when he was a rifle, I think, when he was 16. But he's 18. This one. I mean, on your 18th birthday, you were able to go to a store and get, and and those weapons are not easy actually to operate. As someone that is a legal gun owner, you know, I've tried different types of weapons. I, for instance, the Glock. I, I have I I got I have had a hell of a time trying to load the Glock. The get to do the bullets a certain way. So the the Parkland shooter was 19. Uh, Adam Lanza was 20. I just wonder if if it would be legislation that it, i mean to me tim Dodd. if they can make it that you're going to be 21 to buy a handgun i just i don't understand why it couldn't be that you have to be 21 in order to buy this type of weapon
1: well and there's a certain rational thought process okay. that leads you to say that makes sense yeah. and i may well agree with you that that makes sense but the second amendment people in the nra Will fight you tooth and nail on that because yeah. they don't want to give an inch because right. they feel it's a slippery slope. Yep. We have so many um, issues in this country. Guns. What you just suggested makes emin- imminent sense, but there'd be so much pushback from mm. the NRA lobby. On abortions. I mean, partial birth, not, not to switch the topic, but it's the same sort of principle. Sure. The extremists on abortion Good point. are unwilling to give yes. one inch That's right. because they feel it's a slippery slope. So That's
0: right. Good point.
1: They're dug in on that issue. They're dug in on guns. They're dug in on not the, the, the advocates pro and con. On both sides, yes. Are dug in on both sides of these yes. issues. Yeah. which makes negotiation and coming to some rational consensus right. impossible.
0: Impossible, it is. Just like that uh, candidate running for uh, CD2, the Langevin seat, Sarah Morgenthau. I, I was playing this on the, on the radio. that she, she was doing it on Channel 12, but basically she was advocating – is, is frightening as this is, but a, a woman on her way, to women and infants, literally day of birth, could suddenly at the last moment. So, you know, I changed my mind. And, and it was that adamant of won't give a nope, her decision even up until the end. So I think you're right about that. Although, Tim Dodd, I, I, I am surprised when I think about it. How did the, the NRA let them pass in Texas? You're going to be 21 to get a handgun. Was that just what the, the concession was that you could still maybe maybe that was the concession that you could still get a rifle at 18? I am not hunting and so forth.
1: I'm not sure but okay. again, and again the, the tug of war is the vast majority of gun owners are law-abiding citizens yes. who have a right to have yes. a weapon yeah. and it shouldn't be these mentally disturbed people right who flip the system on its head yeah. you know this is a tragedy and politicians are exploiting it for whatever their political position might be You know, the president and Beto O'Rourke and all these people, they could be sounding off every weekend after people get slaughtered in Chicago and get slaughtered in Philadelphia, but they don't do it. Um, Although these things are occurring daily, weekly, hourly, they pick and choose when they want to... um, Pick the fight as far as gun legislation. Sure, selective
0: um, outrage is what.
1: Selective outrage, exactly, and it's so transparent that it seems to me these politicians lose all credibility.
0: Folks, we're going to take a short break. Much more ahead. Turning Tim Dodd, our legal expert, right here on the John DePetro Show. J Perry Paving, folks, you can depend on J Perry Paving. They provide high quality. Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with our legal expert. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, I wanted to just ask you about it because everyone was just aghast. This business of the, the, uh, the census that turned out the Rhode Island uh, overcounted supposedly by at least 55,000 people. Um, I thought at least I found it refreshing. The Wall Street Journal, the headline said it all. Who rigged the census? Um, seems hard to fathom. You have this big committee and all these people going through it. and They're like, yeah, we don't know what happened. We, we must have overcounted by 55,000 people. And then as a result of that, the state was able to hold on to its uh, congressional seat. Now, it's my understanding that they were right on the threshold of right around five percent because of it. had Again, minus if it had been, say, one hundred thousand, then because of the population of the state. Now you're at 10 percent that it somehow could trigger like, hey, we better do this again. Um, so I, I have people, you know, saying that something should be done. How can they get away with this? I don't have faith in elections i don't trust our local government um so i'm just curious i, I I'm, I'm just i don't know legally if anything could be done they're not even uh, really apologizing the the mayor former mayor central falls basically came out and said like as i call it he ordered the code red like hey listen you know we were going to lose that congressional seat i had to do what i had to do i'd do it again tomorrow if i had to just at first blush, can anything be done about this census situation?
1: At this juncture, I don't believe so. I mean, the mm. census was completed in 2021. The overcounting and undercounting in different states has just come out within the last week or so. Yes. Now, I think Texas had an undercount, and I was at Tennessee somewhere had an undercount. We had an Florida. overcount. Florida, excuse me, yeah. Florida. Now, Florida, one would think, would be screaming, saying, wait a minute, we lost a seat and we should be grabbing for the apportionment that seat from Rhode Island. Um, It's not fair they get to keep it for the next 10 years. That should have come our way because our population has exploded. Now, Rhode Island, you can presume, or you might suspect, shenanigans went on with the count to overstate our population to keep that second congressional seat. How are you going to prove it? Much like this new um, voting legislation that's been passed, which will make it impossible to track who is voting by paper ballots, because there's no signatures, there's no notaries, there's drop boxes, there's harvesting, all the dreadful things that you and I have discussed, how are you going to prove where the overcount occurred, where the undercount occurred, who was doing the counting in Rhode Island, who responded to the census questionnaire, who didn't? Um, You're never going to be able to do a recount or show there was fraud or anything of the sort you're right most politicians are saying hey don't look a gift horse in the mouth we got that seat we're keeping it you know nothing to see here let's move on to the next topic Um, we benefited by um, clearly what was an overcount other states were damaged um, by their own undercounts now If you're in a state where there was an undercount, would you be saying, well, there's shenanigans at play because if another seat came to this state, that seat would be held by this party or that party. So the undercount was intentional to keep whichever party you don't like from picking up an extra seat. I mean, the manipulations that can occur with the census count, just like with this paper ballot, all serves to... I think as your listeners have been asking you, it all serves to lessen our faith in the credibility and legitimacy of elections and things like the census. It's, it's, it's not a good trajectory that we're on. And it seems that our, you know, politicians are instituting laws and policies, which will result in even less confidence in the legitimacy of elections. It's, um, it's a bad trend, John.
0: It is. Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal analyst attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, uh, I think this is interesting. And it just came down. But it was very dramatic when you had these Barrington teachers that uh, it was back right before the holidays that they, for different reasons, they, they just chose they would not get vaccinated. They were fired by the Barrington School Committee. And I don't think everything's been worked out as of yet but I believe the ruling just came down and I, you tell me, but I think according to the judge, that the judge is siding with the teachers. Well,
1: the judge, it's, it's interesting. This case has been percolating for a long time. I'm pretty familiar with it. I'm not actively involved, but I know plaintiff's counsel pretty well. So he sort of kept me in the loop. In fact, uh, plaintiff's expert, I believe in this case and in a number of other cases where, um, all of these COVID, um, edicts, mask edicts, um, vaccination edicts, um, plaintiff's expert in most of these cases has been one of your frequent guests, Dr. Bostrom. Yes. Um, who's done a great job in all of these cases, but this case with the Barrington teachers, um, it was the mask, man, excuse me, it was the vax mandate. They didn't want to get the vax. right? And they got terminated because for religious grounds, they said, we don't want to take this dangerous experimental drug. And we don't like the fact that um, part of the vax um, utilizes in some form or fashion fetal tissue. So it's sure. against our religion. We don't want to do it. Yep. They get terminated. The judge has not quote-unquote, sided with the teachers. But what the judge has found is when these policies were instituted by the, um, the town of Barrington, the policies that were instituted were not properly advertised under the open meetings law. Hmm. So it's a very technical point, but the open meetings law has been violated here, which makes the policy and the results of that policy, um, unenforceable. Wow. So the judge knocks out the, um, what Barrington had instituted, saying you violated the open meetings law. Now the judge has not yet determined what the remedy is. The judge did what we call bifurcated the, the trial. He said, first we got to determine if there was a violation because if there was no violation, we don't have to talk about a remedy. So now he's determined there's been a violation. So the next phase will be a legal hearing a proceeding, I should say. What's the remedy? When there's an open meetings violation, the court can issue a fine to the violators. Yep. The, the, the court can order that the violators pay the prevailing party's attorney's fees, which could be significant. The judge may or may not choose to say these teachers should be reinstated. um, Because if the violation is one of the open meetings law, uh, will the judge go so far as to say these teachers must be um, reinstituted to their position with all back pay? I, I think that's the logical outcome. I would venture to guess before the judge makes a ruling, they'll probably try to do something to buy out these teachers' position and get rid of them because I'm sure they won't be welcomed back into the Barrington school system, right. having challenged the entire, you know, hierarchy and the entire Barrington school department. The nerve. Well <laughs> and, you know, kidding. it's fu- it's funny because early on when this lawsuit was filed the main one of the main allegations against Barrington was that they had violated the open meetings law Yep. they've had literally over a year probably two years they could have had another meeting sure and said we're going to put this on the agenda correct p- correctly and yep. we're going to fix what could be perceived as a violation rightly or wrongly of the open meetings law There's such arrogance, such hubris that they said they never did it. And to me, someone should have said, hey, to the extent we might have screwed up here, let's fix it. And they never did. Why did they do it? Because they thought, you know, we've got all these emergency protocols. We can do what we want. And that's sort of an example of, I think, the abuse of power uh, politically that occurred all over Rhode Island and all over the country because of COVID. This is an example of power being abused.
0: You're right. Folks, another quick break. Much more ahead, Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DeFuture Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 401- sustainable equitable good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com, propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call the rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in rhode island 401-885-4209 you can depend on propane plus we speak with our legal expert attorney tim tim Dot. Tim, the Johnny Depp trial continues, but I think it's it, they're coming around the curve and into the stretch.
1: I, I, I am just – I mean, I don't get to see much of the trial. I've got too much to do, but I do watch some of the snippets at night, and yeah. um, I, I prefer not to listen to news coverage. I like to go and actually watch portions of the trial, like on yeah. YouTube-type platforms. And I'm just underwhelmed yeah. at the performance of Amber Heard's legal team. It's right. astonishing to me. Yeah. They have to be being paid.
0: Big money. Big, huge, big money. money. Huge, huge money. Huge
1: money. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing people of the echelon that she's hired and the firms that they come from. They could be charging 500 a 700 800 1000 bucks an hour Yeah, times five or six of them sitting at council table at all right. times. Sure. Uh, she's clearly not getting her money's worth. No. No. She may win because for Johnny Depp to prove that that op-ed cost him all of these um, potential movie roles as opposed to his own... Um, behavior yeah his own you know eccentricities his own uh um, right so difficulty he to work,
0: sometimes and maybe things
1: of that and waiting around for the stars the show up, a little
0: you know? early in the day
1: lots of things of that nature and yeah. he in the last several years was making the crappiest movies i don't know who his agent was but well, dreadful dreadful movies yeah um well. You know, but hey, you make bad movies, you get an extra clearing, though,
0: Tim Dodd. That's
1: right. So who knows where his earnings went down? Was it because of Amber Heard's op ed, or was it because of his own personal failures? Certainly, his stock dropped when, after the trial that he brought on himself in the UK. When he lost that case and the judge said, you know, there's overwhelming evidence that you're a wife beater, you know, he became unemployable. He couldn't, you know, he was radioactive for the American, you know, movie establishment. So, of course, that still all stems from the Amber Heard op-ed, um, so I'm not sure that the jury's going to be sympathetic with either side to be doling out big jury awards. I I think Johnny Depp's team has been far more effective. Yes. Just from watching what goes on, um, the lead counsel is very good. That uh, attorney Camille Velasquez, or I think that's her last name, has been outstanding, and. The questioners for amber's team have really not been good no um and johnny depp's done a good job he was back on the stand uh to rebut some of the things raised in amber heard's case in chief Um, they did bring in um kate moss the model who says that um, johnny depp didn't do anything he didn't push her down the stairs she tripped and fell on her own Amber Heard tried to smear Johnny Depp by bringing up um, Kate Moss during her testimony to try to say that it's another person who Johnny Depp abused. There's so much back and forth. Yeah, I'm not sure who a jury is going to believe. I think Amber Heard ultimately was not a very credible witness. She was not a sympathetic witness. Um, She was testy. She was uh, bitchy at times very, very evasive at other times, Um, that's not lost on the jury. So when the jury's trying to figure out between Johnny Depp saying, I never hit anybody, and Amber Heard saying, yes, he did, and Johnny Depp's brought in experts to say that, you know, the photos that allegedly depict injuries um, could have been manipulated. You can't really determine one way or another, but they were susceptible to manipulation, if the jury has got two equal stories, then they got to look for other things. And Amber Heard, I think, hurt herself through her testimony. And if yeah. the jury is reflecting on the litigants based on what their lawyers are doing, her stock goes down, Johnny Depp's stock clearly goes up based upon the legal performance of their respective teams. Folks,
0: let's speak with our legal expert, turning to that. And Tim, are, are we surprised that uh, we're going to see Hanley trial round two?
1: No, we're not. Um, he's now in superior court. This, and your, your listeners will remember, this is the cop who had a gentleman on the ground, handcuffed, um, was kicking him, um, abusing him, calling him an animal and other slurs. Um, the, the cop says that he was using force because the guy on the ground in handcuffs on his stomach was resisting arrest. Yep. Oh, really? How was he doing that? Well, because yeah. he tensed his body and he was resisting arrest. I, I don't think the cop has a great defense. The cop mm-hmm. has a very good def, uh, defense attorney in Mike Colucci. He does a lot of cop cases. Um, He's a very effective trial lawyer. Uh, Hanley is in good hands. Now, the offer, what happens in Superior Court, to briefly go through things, when the last best offer in a plea bargain is made by the AG, and if it's rejected by the defendant, there's something called a fry hearing, where in open court, the judge will say, okay, Mr. Defendant, for the record, In this case, a disposition has been offered to you by the attorney general's office of such and such. Are you rejecting that? Yes, judge, I'm rejecting that. And then the judge will say, well, if you go to trial, this is the consequence you're looking at. And as you discuss this with your attorney and is this your decision? Now, in this case, while the guy is taking an appeal, he is still employed. He cannot be terminated while he's going through the legal process. So he has very little to lose to try this case again, He's because he's continuing to string this case out. This is a misdemeanor. It was a misdemeanor trial. He appealed a misdemeanor conviction. If he goes to trial here in Superior Court in front of a jury and loses, the worst he's looking at is a year in jail or a $1,000 fine or both. He was offered a year probation with anger management counseling. He Mm. rejected that because he thinks Uh. he can convince a jury that what he did was proper legal procedure. I don't think he's going to accomplish that, but he can then take an appeal to the Supreme Court. Now, he's motivated to make this take as long as possible. I think if he could string this out to 2023, he'd have his 20 years and could then retire. Mm. So I think that's part of his strategy.
0: Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. We're going to take a, sh- a quick break. Much more ahead with Tim Dodd right here on the John DePetro Show. Springtime time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends jay's broadway appliance and tv j apostrophe yes broadway appliance and tv located 47 cedar swamp road that's route 5 smithfield you can call them 401-949-7800 springtime summer this is the best time to grill outside they have a great selection on grills they also have a great selection on all appliances family run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner And they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook. Springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield thing to the john DePetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website depetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, contact. Log on right at the website depetro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call them today 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings, maybe clean out your garage, clean out your basement, clean out your attic old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401 401-68-0517. come on brother call brother's disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother's disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brother's disposal 401-688-0517 portion of the program brought to you by the Cuycid Inn. check them out on the website depitro.com, the Cuycid Inn or an island tradition since 1977 located 226 cohesit avenue in west warwick whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers there's always a great crowd you can link directly to them and gift certificates are available the Cuycid Inn, 226 cohesit avenue in west warwick mendon road in cumberland again call marie 401-305-3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought you by the centredale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards. The Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop in and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now you can call them 401 392 1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, LawnDoctor.com, LawnDoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code, get a quick, easy, a quote, your best lawn ever, guaranteed, take, get part of their premium eight service program, early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor online at LawnDoctor.com.